This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page, and you can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please do not hesitate to reach out to us with topics for future shows, questions about today's show, or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, when it comes to retirement planning, the people I work with are often consumed with big picture items like their ideal community, whether to stay in their current home or downsize, how much travel they'll be able to do. And those are all great. They're all very important things to think about. But a successful retirement often boils down to some of the more nitty gritty details. And perhaps nothing is more nitty gritty than having a strong tax strategy to see you through retirement. And accordingly, we're going to spend today's show looking at some of the retirement's most critical tax issues. But before we take that plunge into the wonderful and incredibly exciting world of retirement taxes, <laughs> let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who is far more pleasant than a frontal lobotomy or a visit from an IRS agent. Tony, how are you doing today? Ooh, I'm that good. More pleasant than an IRS visit. Uh, having somebody, you know... IRS, open up. We know you're in there, right? Who can that be? Nothing. Who can it be now? Little men at work. Uh, or what is your tax plan? Right? That's the <laughs> yes. question we're ax- ax- asking. That's what we're yes. asking. <laughs> we're axing it today. Um, well, speaking of axing things, we want to ax our tax burden and cut it down, right? I mean, we want to minimize the tax burden. See what I Way did Way to pull there? that around. Yeah, yeah. I did you it. really saved I'm that one. I'm so excited right now that I accomplished <laughs> that. But Matt, it's great to be here on your show. And hey, we're in person. Normally, I'm at a remote studio. He's at his studio. But to, today, we're get, we're together. Yeah, we you know we've gotten to do this once or twice in the past, but yeah. that was all pre the world changing, right? Yes, but here it we was. are back face to face, giving each other COVID and recording a show together. <laughs> yeah, we're locked in a small radio booth right now. <laughs> Uh, I should have uh, requested that you test, took a negative test. test. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. Yeah, do. yeah, we forgot to test. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hopefully we'll be okay. And we're talking about uh, a great topic. I mean, come on, taxes. So it's a great topic. Obviously, approaching retirement is kind of like approaching your birthday when you're a kid. You're worried about the presents and the cake and the party, um, but you're not worried about the logistics behind everything. You're just uh, worried about the cake, right? But it's often the smaller uh, but no less critical details that matter the most when it comes to retirement, right? You are so very right, Tony. Ooh, that was a mouthful. That was a mouthful. I need to take a deep breath after that. <laughs> if you had said that, if you hadn't said that, it would have been like, 
trying to squeeze into a door between two closely parked cars if you hadn't gotten that all out. Uh, uh, that could have happened to us earlier. <laughs> and if we sound, uh, if I sound a little out of breath, it's because we ate a very large meal right we before recording We did today. have a big lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> if I sound a little tired, it's because I need a post-lunch nap. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you were on an airplane. You flew in today. I did. And boy, are your arms tired. Oh, you don't have a button for that? Uh, I do, but I'm not going <laughs> to go there. Okay. I'm going to save it for All your right. jokes. Okay. <laughs> So what I want to talk about today, a Kiplinger article, how 10 types of retirement income get taxed, uh, offers some really good insights into what I think a lot of our listeners are going to find valuable. Let's first look at traditional IRAs, 401ks. We've gone over these for different reasons in different shows. These are two tax-deferred retirement accounts that many Americans rely on during uh, retirement. Money that flows into these accounts typically slashes your current taxable income which thereby trims your tax tab in a given year. Contributions, dividends, investment gains in these accounts, they grow on a tax-deferred basis, but the deferments do not last forever. That's the key, right? Yeah, yeah. Once you're officially retired, you begin taking those withdrawals, you're going to need to pay taxes on any gains and your pre-tax or deductible contributions. And it's also important to bear in mind that these accounts have required minimum distributions or RMDs which is the point in time when you have to begin taking money out because you haven't, there it is. There's a good button. Yeah. You have to start taking it out. You haven't done so yet. You haven't paid taxes on it yet. And uncle Sam wants his piece. Right. Right. So when do RMDs kick in? When in retirement do we have to start pulling money out of those tax deferred accounts and paying taxes on it? Presently RMDs began at age 72 for a traditional 401k or IRA. If you work past your 72nd birthday, you may qualify to delay an RMD from your employer's 401k as long as you don't own more than 5% of the company that you work for and your withdrawals from your traditional 401k or IRA are taxed at your standard income tax rate. Got it. Got it. So I think if our listeners take nothing else from this episode, they should take away that working closely with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, is really the best way to navigate retirement's many financial strategy issues, including taxes, because we don't want to have a big tax burden in retirement. Right. This is one of my greatest reasons for always saying that, like I do, work with a CFP, work with someone who has special tax designation. Certified financial planners do a lot of work in tax planning to begin with. Um, If they have additional, if they're an EA, a CPA, all other great things to have in that in the beginning part of your plan. And then your advisor helps keep you on that plan and get you put into the things that you need inside of that right, plan. Right, right. And uh, Gretchen in your office, uh, she is an EA. So, she is an EA. Yeah. Yes. So she is a tax professional. That's Correct. Always, that's always good to know that you have that in EA and a CFP. She's both of those. Oh, yeah. That's so great. So she's like a double duty tax professional, if all you right. will. Uh, <laughs> now, um, you know, getting ready for retirement, for a lot of people, it is, I get it, it's so overwhelming. Think about how hard it is for most people to go away for a weekend. Yeah, right? <laughs> even a three-day weekend, yeah. the planning and the coordination that so, has to go into it. Now, you know, the last year or two before you retire really starts to become official and it really starts to settle in. Uh, there's no reason to try and figure it out all yourself. That's what, you know, professional financial pros are there for. Um, now, on that thing, let's stay on a... Prof- pro financial tip, Roth IRAs. We just went over traditional uh, 401ks and IRAs. Roths, first thing first, 
they come with a sig- one significant long-term tax perk, and that's while the contributions to the are, uh, the Roth aren't tax-deductible, your future withdrawals may be tax-free. Right. And so with a Roth IRA, I always love it when you talk about Roths because uh, of that tax-free implication. Uh, why not pay tax on the smaller amount now while you're working and maybe have the money? Uh, because then the growth, uh, the principal and the interest are both tax-free when you pull them out, right? You don't pay taxes on any of it when you pull that out in retirement. Right. So sometimes it may, uh, because of the different things, it may make sense now. You can't, it's not deductible now, right? Because you're paying taxes right. on it. So you don't get the tax benefit now this year. Right. So it, it might drop you into a better tax bracket this year to go into your traditional 401k. True. Um but again, this is an individual person by person, scenario by scenario. It, what you said is absolutely true. When you've done it now, all if, if you fit a couple things that sure. might come up later. Right. But as long as you're doing it the right way, let's talk about those real quick. For We said maybe tax-free for the Roth because you can't say guaranteed because of these two things. You have to have held it for at least five years. And while you can take out the amount you contributed at any time tax-free, in most every case, you have to be 59 and a half. Of course, why don't they add a half to or things older. to make it easy, right? You have to be at least that that age to take the withdrawals without a 10% penalty or early withdrawal penalty, which is the same in the, the traditionals as well. Yeah, that's that's my point. That whole 59 and a half rule, or I just rounded up to 60 because unlike the IRS, I like to simplify things yes. rather than <laughs> complicate it. Uh, but uh, so- if you're 60 or older, you can take withdrawals, but that 59 and a half rule is the same for Roths, traditional IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, any really uh, tax-designated retirement account. Um, but but I think a point that a lot of people don't know about Roths, you mentioned or don't realize, you do need to have money in a Roth for a minimum of five years before you can start taking it out tax-free. Correct. Right. Otherwise, you're okay. going to trigger an event. Okay. So- uh, and, and, you know, then you might want to explore the potential of possibly diversifying between both the traditional and the Roth. And that's yet another good reason. Don't do any of this without professional help. Right? Why, why go it alone? Yeah. Why go it alone? Exactly. There's enough advisors out there yeah. for everyone to be able to find one. And if I know a guy, actually, I, uh, I hate to name names on the show, but Matt Brunner. He can help. <laughs> He can help. Even when the other ones, you know, run out of time, we'll find a way. Yeah. But anyway, uh, how about another area where some taxes might be lurking when you retire? You want to hear about one? Yeah. This one's kind of scary. Social Security. Social Security. Yeah. There might Uh, be some taxes lurking there. I didn't know. I, I think a lot of people don't realize that Social Security can be taxed. Yeah. Well, some people might recall that until 1983. Social Security benefits were tax-free for every American, uh, regardless of income. And while those benefits still aren't taxed for a sizable chunk of the population, others are hit pretty hard. Uh, If you have provisional income, you may have to pony up federal income tax on as much as 85% of the benefits. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a good chunk, right? To figure out your provisional income, you get your AGI, your adjusted gross income, then you add 50% of your Social Security benefits, all your tax-exempt interest, and if your income is less than $25,000 for individual filers or 32 for joint, 32,000, you won't have to pay taxes on your social security. But if it falls between, and these are all thousands numbers, 25 or 34 for individuals 
or 32 and 44 for joint filers, then as much as 50% of your benefits are subject to taxation. And then if it's north of 34,000 for individual filers or 44,000 for joint, then up to 85% of your benefits are considered taxable. Sure. Well, and you know, Social Security. In fact, I think I have one for that. God bless Social Security. There it is. God bless Social Security, right? Well, and it's too bad. I mean, having up to 85% of your Social Security benefit taxed uh, is not a good thing. But, uh, you know, I, I think uh, also another thing is uh, the money you pull out of a Roth IRA doesn't count toward that um, uh, that t- the amount that they can tax against. Right? Not income. Yeah. yeah. The other money's counted as regular income. Sure. Yeah. So that's that's good, I guess. What's the tax situation for pensions? I know pensions are a lot less common these days, but we do have mm. listeners that are government yeah. workers or teachers with pensions. So, and there are still some private companies, some or publicly held companies, but you know, public sector, sure, private sector jobs that very few, have but pensions, there are but some. There are still some. There are some employees um, out there that are lucky enough to work someplace that still has pensions. Yeah, and a majority of those are funded using pre-tax dollars. That means the full value of the pension income would become taxable once you receive that money. Uh, payments from both private and government pensions are generally taxable, the same as your, as your ordinary tax rate. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Now, before we go on, let our listeners know, Matt, how they can get a hold of you. I'm sure some of them listening to this have questions. They want to make sure they're making the right decisions so they don't end up with a huge tax burden in retirement. How can they get a hold of you? Well, on Wednesdays in the middle of September in Minneapolis, you could find me at lunch with Tony Shore. Uh, but That's right. other than that, the two easy ways to get in touch with us, you can call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. Compass-ltd.com. Dot com. Dot com. So, uh, and the website's full of a lot of great information. I love your website and you have a show page there. They can go to the podcast show page and check out this show, past shows, or subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or Audible. So we're on all major, your show's available on every major podcasting site. And we're kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of a big deal. <laughs> I think you even have a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, Nothing keeps your wallet safer than a good financial strategy. So let's keep going. What's next? Okay. How about another article from Keplinger, 12 questions retirees often get wrong about taxes in retirement. Which is one of the questions is, uh, can I deduct pizza from my taxes, the cost of my pizza habit? It depends on who you eat it with and where. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but nobody itemizes anymore. That's the thing. So, right? yeah, yeah. So listen, so a lot of people, so many people really have asked, is my tax rate going to be higher or lower in retirement? And like I said before, it's going to depend. You know, there's three key, key reasons this can happen. Uh, a significant number of retirees have fewer tax deductions when they were working at, from when they were working. Yeah. Um, so a lot of retirees have paid off their home. There's no more mortgage interest deduction. There are no longer kids at home to claim as dependents. Uh, the second, a lot of retirees prior to prioritize having fun during their post-work lives, and rightly so, but fun costs money. And what? The, yeah, the money used for huh. travel and hobbies during retirement 
may be may not be much less than what you were making while you were still on the clock. Right. And when you were working and traveling, some of that could be deductible. Right. And <laughs> there you not. go. Uh, and finally, the third reason is that future tax rate tax rates are unpredictable. Yeah. You know, the current top tax rate is thirty seven percent, but in the forties it was ninety four percent. And we all know what that caused. World War Two. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. It got really dark. Really. No. That that no. took a bad turn. <laughs> no, Holy but, cow. No. Ninety four percent then, right? And it was still in the seventy percent range in the seventies. Uh, point is, current political climate. Nobody can say with any certainty what tax rates are going to be from a, a decade from now. So you make your best decisions based on the best current information, and you review your plan once a year and update it as necessary. Yeah. Uh, agreed. And I think all three of those reasons make sense to me. Uh, the unpredictability of future tax rates is a good reason, again, to work with somebody like yourself, because we're at really an all-time low for taxes. Taxes oh, yeah. are on sale right now. Uh, but we do believe they're going to go up, right, Matt? Well, I mean, yeah, when nobody has a crystal low, ball. But. Right? I mean, what's been happening recently? Things are going up. Yeah. Uh, and who knows when that ends? Who know? Again, we know where it's been. We don't know where it's going, and we know where it's at right now. Right. So, what can you do? A couple things. Like I said, number one, do your planning. Take a look at it. Have a guess of what it's going to look like if these are the current rules. And then, if you want to guess at what a future rule might look like, you can run a scenario where you see how that looks. Yeah. But you know, you're only guessing. But if you think something's coming down the road, or you know something's coming down, and Listen, if they change the tax law, it's not going to be tomorrow that it takes effect. Right. You have at least a little bit of time yeah. to get in front of it. Unless you're in Congress, then you've probably already moved all your money prior to the laws being made. Right. Uh, <laughs> but if you're the normal investor, you're still going to have some time to reposition some of yourself. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what's what's another uh, question you hear a lot? Um, a lot of people ask if they can still kick money into their IRA after they retire. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, the answer is a quick yes. Uh, the SECURE Act of 2019 allows all retirees to make contributions to a traditional or Roth IRA if they have earned income. If you have earned income. Earned income. That's the big if right there. Yes. Well, currently, previously, you couldn't contribute to the traditional IRA past the age of 70 and a half, even with that. But now with earned income, you can. Um, in 2022, $6,000, the maximum Anyone under 50 can contribute to a traditional. Uh, older than 50 can put an additional $1,000 in as the catch-up contribution. And for Roths, again, you're, they're not tax-deductible. Tax Money you know, flows into a Roth IRA after taxes have already been paid on it. You can withdraw contributions without taxes or penalty anytime. Earnings can be withdrawn without taxes and penalties once you've had the account for five years and are at least 59 and a half. Yeah. Those are those two stipulations with Roths. And you have to qualify. I think if you make too much money, you can't contribute to a Roth. Is that true? Yes. As always, Tony, you are correct. <laughs> Not as always. <laughs> uh, what about rolling over uh, from a 401k to an IRA? I know a lot of our listeners have 401ks, myself and my wife included, and we have an IRA. Can we roll that 401k into some type of an IRA? You can. If done properly, rolling over a 401k plan to a traditional IRA is tax-free. It's generally pain-free as well, sure. uh, especially if you have a decent advisor that's going to help you out with doing it. Sure. Uh, there's two ways to go about it. First, you can withdraw the money from your 401k account, then simply deposit into the IRA yourself. Once you have your 401k funds, you have 60 days to complete the rollover. If you miss that deadline, you may be on the hook for both taxes and penalties. 
So that is one I rarely, rarely, if ever, suggest people do. Sure. Uh, limited circumstances. Next, transfer the money from the 401k into the IRA without getting hit with taxes by doing a direct rollover. These are always best whenever you can take oh, advantage yeah. of it. Um, I always, whenever. So whenever you can take advantage of this, they tend to work out best. With the with this method, you just simply request your 401k administrator to directly take the money from your 401k, direct it to your traditional IRA. They may also send you a check made payable to the IRA account, um, but whenever possible, do it direct. Do it direct. So yep. you... So you're not in the loop. Institution uh, to institution. Yep. Take yourself out of the way so that, you know, heaven forbid something happens in between and now all of a sudden you miss that deadline. You end up paying the penalties and the taxes and everything on yeah. top of it. Yeah. Now, a, a year or two ago, they made some adjustments to RMDs, right? Correct. Uh, the SECURE Act. Yes. I don't even remember what that stands for anymore, but... It was a it was a crazy crazy. It was a crazy time, yeah. right? And if it says secure, it probably it probably means the opposite. <laughs> right. But um, the uh, prior to twenty twenty, RMDs began at seventy and a half, but the Secure Act bumped it up to seventy two. Uh, as for how much money you're required to take out, it begins at three point six five percent, and it goes up each year. Now, if you think about it, of course it does. You have more money in the beginning, so they take X amount, and every year you get older as a year closer you are unfortunately to that last breath yeah so the government's going to take more and more of a smaller piece of pie they take a, a bigger piece so that they can get their taxes back um but the they were addressed they we can say at least they they were adjusted so that distributions are spread out over a longer time period but they do tick up over time yeah yeah so what happens to rmds if a person has a combination of iras and 401ks like let's say i have a Roth or traditional, well, a Roth, aren't, you don't have to take RMDs right. from a Roth, but let's say I have a couple of different IRAs and a 401k. How does that work? Well, unless you're getting really great rates or you have specific investment options that you like in one over the other, you should probably have them all working in a place. Yeah. So I would always Rather suggest- than spread out yeah, all over the place. Consolidate those accounts and have them allocated and diversified properly within that account. Sure. Find the one with the best fees. Do it for the right reasons. It's not putting all your eggs in one basket. It's just having all your eggs at the same farm. Yeah, there you go. All right, so there's a that's one thing I would say about that. Um, the uh, the RMDs are formulated separately for each one of those traditional accounts, but you can withdraw it from any of them. And if you have more, you know, if you have more than one for one K, same thing that it's going to be determined for for each of them, but you, and withdrawn separately from the accounts. Um, sometimes the 401k administrators will determine your RMD and send it to you automatically. If you haven't already withdrawn the cash by a certain date. Uh, however, IRA administrators are less likely to automatically distribute money from your account. There is also something to be said when you know what your RMDs are going to be. If you have planned expenses and you know, you need to withdraw it, then it's probably going to come out automatically. Other times you can use strategies where you don't take it out immediately. You may wait towards the end of the year. You might need some tax harvesting strategies uh, where you can do your RMD towards the end of the year on some lower stuff, or maybe there's something else you're going to do it and you've just earned interest throughout the year. It's not always a guaranteed winner because sometimes things are down, sometimes things are up, but if you have a good enough strategy, it's not It'll again, it'll be unique to your situation, but yeah. it's not something you take out January 1st or December 31st each year. You want to 
do it in the best way possible. To, Strategically yes. plan based on your personal situation, sure. yep. which is what you do with your clients. Yes. Yeah. You, that's what you help them do. So uh, here's a question I think a lot of people uh, will be confronted with at some point, Matt. If your spouse passes away and let's say you receive a significant life insurance payout, do you have to pay taxes on that money? Well, me? <laughs> um, no. So the beneficiary does not get taxed okay. on the on that. The There can be implications to an estate, but not to the beneficiary. Ah, okay. Um, so Good distinction. Yes. Um, w- listen, when you're dealing with the passing of a spouse, you don't also need to be worrying about paying taxes on a life insurance payout, regardless of the size of it. Sure. If it means something to the estate, that'll get settled elsewhere. Sure. So, and I've also been told that people 65 and older are entitled to a larger standard deduction. Is that true? Well, they don't like to think that they're entitled. They don't like that word. <laughs> right. But, but it is true. Uh, in 2021, the standard deduction for most single people was 12550 And for married couples filing jointly, it was 25100 But in 2021, those 65 and older they were entitled to another $1,700 if they were single or head of household. And for married couples who were both 65 and filing jointly, the deduction was $2,700. If you don't remember what I said in that first sentence, please feel free to rewind (laughs) and play that back or call and we'll explain it to you. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously there are a lot of different uh, tax scenarios out there. And I, I think a lot of people uh, have a lot of questions. And if they want to talk to you about that, they can just pick up the phone and give you a call. That's the best way to do it. Make sure you get a second opinion on your current strategy or get a plan in place to begin with, right? Yes. It, don't don't just hope it's going to work out in the future. Right. And, and listen, it's a great starting point. It's better than believing it won't. Right. Right. But just the hope in and of itself isn't going to answer all those questions. Uh, if you can sleep well at night and you don't care how your family sleeps later in life, just wish and hope on it. Otherwise, it's very simple to find, reach out, find a financial planner who will help you put that plan together, work with a financial pro, work with that advisor who's going to keep you on track. And whenever possible, like a CFP, their fiduciaries, look for an advisor that's a fiduciary. They're going to make their their recommendations are always going to be in your best interest. You know that they're doing it for you. Yeah, exactly. Well, good show today. Uh, you know what? Uh, we're already, I think we're about 27 minutes. So it's a little longer show today, but I thought it was a good discussion on taxes. Is there anything else you wanted to add or talk about before we go? I had no idea. One thing I'll tell all the listeners is if you're ever really full, the 27 minute conversation on taxes can help you feel better. <laughs> I hope that if you overeat, have a 27 minute conversation (laughs) about taxes, I think is what he's saying. And I just have one response to that. Matt! (laughs) Matt! I'm just going to yell that out for a. So, listen, if you have any questions about these things, we have people on staff dedicated to this type of work. Give us a call, 800 339 9252. You can visit us online at compass ltd.com. If you want to come in and talk about how we put a plan together, schedule that up. There's no charge. There's no obligation. Uh, We're always happy to sit down and tell you the steps you have to do to get that done. 
Excellent. Well, thanks, Matt. Thank you, Tony. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.